You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Roxanne is a relationship girl. I could tell you that. There was a period of time right before, um, a couple years ago where I was involved with a, I met a married man. I'm not proud to say that, but anyway, it, it was strictly sexual. And, we, and well, I should take that back. It became very emotional. We became best friends. Oh, wow. Really great friends. It was, but was we were the open? only two people that knew what was going on. Holy no one knew. shit. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. And my son is a stand-up comic, a mime, and of course, a Buddhist clown. And together we chat about sex twice a week, sometimes three times a week. Because we love doing it. We love doing it. We love going into those areas where most people are uncomfortable and... And And digging. And digging and, and being a part of it because that's the only way we feel like we can accept ourselves and grow. Look at that. I think I like that. Today is no exception. We have an awesome guest on the show. Oh boy. This is one of my one of my BFFs, by the way, for many, many years. I'm Roxanne at- is visiting uh-huh. from out of town and we brought her into the studio to just uncover all. Yeah, I don't know if I went over this during our interview, but I met her several years ago because when you become single again, when I became single, uh, I needed single friends to go out with. I was I was in the married crowd. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of my married friends said, I got a single friend that you might want to hang out with. And, and you guys she, just hit the town and cooged it up? We cooged it up. And and also what was great about her is that she's a connector. She has a lot of single friends. So she introduced me to this whole group of single friends. And it, it, they, they all made me feel very welcome. They're some of my best friends today. And so it gives you a whole different perspective because, well, first of all, they were all divorcees, not widows. And it's an, it's just an, it's an interesting group then. Well, I thought the reason that I think she's so special in today's podcast is because she's extremely honest and open. Yeah. And she's over the age of 60. She's, she was, she looks very good. I mean, she, I think she still is, has a vibrant sex life going on here. Oh, you think? You're so going to find out. You're going to find out. And uh, but she's hot. She, she's hot. She, she tells it like it is. Yeah. And she's not afraid to go there. I mean, we, we talked about things like she gave her daughter a vibrator. You like that one. I we mean. get into her threesomes experience. I like that one. And then we spend a lot of time talking about uh, her experience being with someone in a married, in, in a marriage. Right. So, she, where so she was the other woman. She was the other woman. And we get to hear that perspective, which I have was so fascinated by because I've never had that experience and i i think i had a lot of preconceived notions about the other woman that like, she kind of debunked like you were judging the other woman not yeah not even like in a horrible awful way but i i, I think just um probably in an unconscious level i i i think that i would be like oh we, i would never want to be the other woman and i can see why you would and and why it's not necessarily you were never a the, horrible thing you were never the other man no not as far as i know no I uh, the yeah. one and only. I don't know if you knew this, but I was the other woman with your father. No way! Oh, I did know this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was the other woman for, for like a good six months. Meaning, my dad was in a relationship. Yeah, well, not I was mar- we, not a marriage, but a no, yeah, yeah. We were just in, back in college, and we were both friends, really good friends, actually. And I talk about this uh, in this podcast where um, after we became lovers, we uh, he would say to me, "You told me so much more before we ended up becoming intimate." So it, you lost something when he stopped uh, yeah, we, seeing the other I, woman? Well, so what happened was he didn't stop seeing the other woman. He started seeing me and the other woman at the same same time. Like she was kind of prudish and boring. And so like he would go out with her during like the wee evening hours, like between six and nine and take her home. And then I'd come over at like 10 and hang out all night. <laughs> well, and, do you think he was fucking both of you guys? Definitely. And you didn't care? I, I'm the one who was the other woman. <laughs> I had, you're all, you're well, down with it. Eventually, I did care. So after about six months of being the other woman, thinking, what the fuck is he doing? Of course, he's going to want to be with me. I'm going to just give him the ultimatum. I'm like, okay, listen. You know, she's going to all the fraternity dances. It's my turn, right? Uh, I think you should make a decision, her or me. And of course, you're going to choose me. And guess what he says? I made a decision. I'm choosing her. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck you and he goes she needs me more i'm like she needs you more this is why you decided to choose her over me because she needs you more you want a needy whiny boring ass girl and then you ended up with him well wait you're jumping the gun the end of the story is that i'd say fuck you i go smoke a carton of cigarettes because at the time i was smoking end up sleeping just in the same bed with one of his fraternity brothers not sexual which we talk about later on in our Patreon. And, um, we also have shared the story on the podcast, which is kind of why I'm, I'm skipping yeah. ahead a little bit. Oh, well, the bottom line is that I told Well, you could tell the whole story. If well, for those of you who missed, who missed out on the end of the story, obviously we ended up together because uh, that's the guy that I'm married. But uh, what happened was that uh, after six months or so later, he had broken up with her and just came sniveling back to me saying he made a huge mistake. And when I go with him to a wedding, and I said, hell no. And uh, after many apologies and her, him burning her pictures in a candle in a <laughs> I'm restaurant. Sorry? I'm sorry? Burning it, well, her pictures it, in a candle? Yeah, I wanted to make sure she was out of his life. And I said, prove it. And he had a picture of her in a, his wallet. He pulled it out, and he took it and put it in one of those like candles on the table at a restaurant. Did the whole room start smelling like shit? Uh, I don't remember. Why are you concerned with that? Uh, you, you could have been creating a whole fucking no, it was like fire a, situation in the restaurant. It was a, a wallet-sized photo. It wasn't like he took out a photo album. But anyway, uh, I guess that kind of was a visual of uh, the burning of that relationship. And after that, we were with each other every day and ended up ultimately getting married. Until... He, death until do until somebody part. decided to to stab him to death. But okay, before Jesus that point, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I hope you guys very much enjoy this episode we have with Roxanne. I, I think it'll give you an awesome new perspective from someone you typically wouldn't hear from. Yeah, she's she's going to open your eyes. And the, and the fact of the matter, which is really cool, is she's going to teach you the difference between like a young way of thinking and an older way of thinking. And what's also cool about her is her confidence in her physical and mental appearance and, and ability. And I think that's what really causes her to be one of those attractive people that when, you, when someone meets her, she, they're immediately turned on by her. Uh, I would like to thank everyone who has left us a review recently on iTunes. If you want to help us out, that's a tremendous way to do it because it helps us with search engine optimi- optimization. It helps us get new guests. And you get a sticker. And you get a sticker. Well, you will not be getting a sticker. You, we agreed I did not agree to January. it. I did not agree to that. It's unbelievable. You're I, giving stickers to fucking everyone. No, I'm not. But there are some people that have extenuating circumstances that couldn't write during January, and they deserve <coughs> they deserve a sticker as well. All right. If you leave us a review, we're extending and let it us know to the end of February. Your address will send you a goddamn sticker. If you're in the United States. This is unbelievable. All right. I wanted to read a review because I'm very grateful for these. This one says, Entertaining and Educating Five Stars by Kelly N. Hi from Cleveland, Ohio. I always look forward to new episodes. Mostly I laugh. Cam's stories are very entertaining to me. Lol. I also learn a lot sexually as well, which is why I started listening in the first place. So keep doing what you're doing, and I wish you all the best. Smiley face. Oh, Thank you, Kelly. Kelly. And I wish you all the best. We will continue doing what we're doing. We're doing just because you are leaving us wonderful reviews. Thank you to everyone who's left us a review. Do you think she's referring to your story recently of um... the edible? Yeah, diarrhea. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think she was referring to your experience eating edibles and having diarrhea? Uh, I think that it was not funny at all. I think that was so traumatic for some people. Anyways, if you guys want to hear that, you should definitely go back a couple episodes and check that episode out. It was very funny. Also, if you want to support the show, please become a Patreon of ours, a patron on Patreon. So you know how you spell Patreon? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sex talk with my mom. It's a little online community that we're fostering. You'll get some bonus episodes there. And we got some new patrons that we wanted to announce. Amanda, thank you very much for becoming our patron. Thank you, Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> Mama Rue, I think, was her name. I also want to say that at the end of this episode, we we are left with a remaining question about, can you just be friends with someone who you have sexual tension with without consummating? Yeah. And we talk about that in our Patreon bonus episode. It really with, gets with hot. Roxanne. Yeah, yes. it, it's a real bell ringer, if you will. So we, we also have a very cool thing that we're doing right now. Uh, we're trying, uh, it, uh, we're calling it... Uh, Reading porn with my mom? No, my mom and I read a porno. 
Okay, I knew it was something like that. But basically, we're not sure how many times a month we were going to be doing it, but we're definitely going to do it again, where we take a a little piece of erotica that I have, a collection over the years. Old-ass erotica. It's not necessarily old, because we're going to go right, I think we should go right into the 21st century. All right. But anyway, uh, we're reading it out loud and, and giving our little little wise tidbits of uh, knowledge and reviews. So you can watch us do that live on Instagram live by it's following also, us at Sex Talk With My Mom. Yeah, on Instagram, but it's also in, the, in our podcast episode. So you'll be able to hear it or see it. All right. And or participate in it. On that note, sing about moot. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the cheaters or maybe the, or maybe notties. Hmm. All right. That didn't work at all. <laughs> Should I try it again? And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the fun and entertaining guesties. Mm. That was better. Oh, it's getting worse. Roxanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that was going to go there? That. I figured. So How many times a day do you get hurt? That now? Oh, only with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I wanted to play a, a little clip from our, the first video my mom and I ever recorded that actually prompted the podcast. Okay. Because you actually get a little bit of a shout out in this video. Oh, that's right. You, do you uh, remember this? Yeah, I had a crush on you. Let's see what it's <laughs> No, I'm not suggesting that you have sex on the first date. I'm just saying that eventually you, you can lead in that direction. Okay, so you're a proponent of sex. I got it. I'm a proponent of sex. Sex is a healthy thing. All right, got it. You a proponent of celibacy? No, I am a proponent of using sex to get close to another person. You know, spiritual to, sex. Spir- you call it spiritual. Yeah, I'm into a big spiritual sex fiend. <laughs> okay. How's that going for you? Very poorly. Why? I have not gotten to know anyone spiritually oh, in that geez. way yeah. in a long time. It, no, it, I don't think I've, I've ever spiritually had sex before. Hmm. I don't need the pity from my mother. <laughs> the pity? Hmm? I'm sorry. The fuck? <laughs> oh. All right, one day you'll experience. Look at this. This is... All right. Are you women out there? Look okay. at this. All right. There's women out there that are in the list. Look, I just got a text today. This Don't bring this shit up. No, this is what I, I just got this text today. It's from a girlfriend of mine. She just turned 60. You think Cam is too young for me? Yes. He's so cute and he's got a great aura. I'm See, less she's than spiritual. It was just followed with me with my hands in my face. But <laughs> I appreciate that oh. I'm sitting with a spiritual person who appreciates my aura. Well, and she's she's a Pisces. You, you oh, this is why. Uh, this is it. Why? There's a Pisces, a Pisces connection. Yes, uh, it's an old, yes. I don't old think soul. I knew that. Yeah. You well, know. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you. Besides the fact, you know, other than the fact that, you know, what you she was hitting on you. Yes, so, right. But you you uh, were visiting town, and my mom was like, "Oh, we need to have Roxanne on the show." Yeah. yeah. Mom, why did you feel that urge? Roxanne is. She has a very colorful life. And the main reason, though, that I've always admired Roxanne was because of her. She's very genuine and open and honest, much more vulnerable and much more um, wild than any person I've ever met. Oh, my God. Do you identify as someone like open and wild? No, I'm open, but I don't. Okay, okay. I'm just going to talk about one instance. (laughs) That happened about three or four years ago. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, it, it was nothing. Nothing ever happened. But I'm just saying, we were at a pool party in someone's backyard. And I think we've all had a couple of drinks and everything. But for whatever reason, all of a sudden I see you. You decide you're going to disrobe and just go skinny dipping in front of the entire party. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And you're like, hey, it'd be fun. You know, it just, oh, do, you, do of you course, she has this? no recollection of this. No, I don't. I mean, I know I've skinny dipped at parties before, but I don't don't remember being But for me, that was like, whoa, what a wild chick. This is a a very conservative town, a suburb. And I was just impressed. I was like, this is my kind of girl. Someone who's got like, you know, no inhibition sometimes, which is fun compared to the rest of the conservative world. It's fun. Yeah, thank you. What, it is fun. What, I know. I don't know. I mean, I grew up in a small town, so... what? Where did it come from? Did you have parents that were pretty wild, or was no. this just... I think it's just my personality, my... Who I am. And I don't look at myself as wild, but I guess... 
Some other You're, people other are. People. I do. Well, compared to people are surprised sometimes what comes out of my mouth. I guess. <laughs> well, that's that's one thing. She's very bold, but uh, but seriously, you you don't consider yourself different than the rest of the women on the like the North Shore of Chicago. Um, good question. I uh, you know what? It's funny because you and I talk so openly and honestly about our experiences and sex and you know, and talking to our children and things like that, that I just assume it's normal until I mentioned and the time that I, my daughter was about to have sex for the first time with her boyfriend. And I went and I got a vibrator to show her. I love this. You know, well, this is not to show her to use the vibrator as much as just saying, all right, well, you know, this is a penis is going to, you know. Really. <laughs> How old was she at the time? She was 12. Uh, no, just kidding. God forbid. I think she was probably a senior in high school, so, or yeah. And how, like how did you know she was about to have sex? Because we talked about it. Oh. So I wanted to talk to her about being satisfied herself because. Oh, I love this. If you remember, you know, in high school, no offense to you boys, but you just, <laughs> you know, you don't really care about your partner. You don't really know what I you're doing. I didn't have any partners in, no. in high school, so I, <laughs> I didn't sexual. care about anyone because it wasn't there. Yeah, you can't lump Cam into any of those categories. Exactly. But you could say that the majority of men, like when you went to school, were like this. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Like that scene in Sex and the City where he just jumps on and like humps and humps. Yeah, yeah. I love those kind of guys. Those yeah. are very considerate. What was that conversation like when, when you brought her a vibrator? Well, I brought out the vibrator to show her basically that something like that size will, you know, I, I don't know, just try to explain to her that she should... Um, were you explaining? like the clit where yeah make sure that she's satisfied and not to just get involved physically with somebody for their own needs that her needs need to be met too she's not a what do they call that a cum bucket or whatever (laughs) and i and and i mentioned it to some friends <laughs> and they were appalled that I would talk to my daughter. Like, but my mother never talked to me about sex ever. Mine well, neither. What was no. her response? At first, she was embarrassed. <laughs> no, she listened. You know, she again. I guess she knows that I'm a little open, so it didn't <laughs> surprise her. Was she like Plus ashamed, she knows or was she receptive? She was. You know, she was receptive. Well, that's awesome. Plus, you know, I keep my toys in the drawer next to my bed, and you know, your kids always go in your drawer. We so. just talked about that literally yesterday. And you know, my response was: if a kid goes in my drawer and he find he or she finds something that they were surprised to find yeah. and horrified about it, maybe that's their problem because they should not have been snooping in my drawers. <laughs> I found condoms in my father's drawer. You were snooping. I was you snooping. deserved to and snoop. I found, and I was thrilled that I, my parents were actually having sex. Exactly. Yeah. I found a book of erotica in my father's drawer. Ah. And uh, it was a surprise. <laughs> I, I was actually mainly surprised because he's a pretty macho man. And to think of a macho man owning erotica is a hilarious I don't idea. Even, if you were read, reading if you a had, book. If you actually read it. this book, it was hardly erotica. It was basically porn. In written form. Oh. No, it was not erotic. Either way. Did yeesh. you know the book was there? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> either either way. Did you put it there? <laughs> no, he and I would read it together sometimes. It was, oh. It was a little, Intra- paper, little paperback. Um, position? Yeah, you, but you, no, it's more like a, you know, the, I, we, we've been doing a lot with erotica lately. And... It gets you in the. I mean, doing a lot with erotica. Well, actually, what do you mean by that? You're yeah, doing what a lot do you with mean? Basically, yesterday lately. it was the first time we've done anything with erotica. But what we did with erotica? <laughs> Are you well, talking about you and Cam now? Yeah, we okay. read a nice show. Also, you shouldn't right. say we're doing a lot with exactly. erotica. Exactly, I'm not days. quite sure right now. <laughs> well, yeah, what, you know, we're both enjoying erotica. It could together. be child abuse. So like, seriously, yeah, what are you okay, talking we, about? First of all, it's not child abuse, but it's more like incest. Incest. Okay. We started. We we did one podcast episode based on another podcast called my dad wrote a porno where they read his father's er- erotica that he wrote oh. so instead we took i was like well i'm talking to my mom about sex anyway might as well take a, a piece of erotica and see what it's like if we read it together and, and it was kinda, fun and we you hear that our sexual. reactions it's don't not, worry it's actually it's more for humor than i think anything else yeah see i think it's great that the way you two talk because i didn't talk to my son like this just oh, my so daughter you, okay so can we get a little we i well, need a little background yeah. what's good well, so yeah, how many kids do you have i have two and she and you're currently single but it, you know right. you've been divorced you've been living with a guy for many years you right. had all different types of relationships right okay so and the son is older or younger older and you don't have this conversation with him no i've not really ever ta- i don't think i've ever talked about sex other than um 
teaching him, you know, putting women first, you know, even opening doors, that kind of put the toilet seat down. A girl liked that better than if you leave it up. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually put the toilet seat down the other night when I was with him and oh. he brought it to my attention. First time ever. Wow. So that's because he's going to get married. Wise, so. oh, that's <laughs> funny me, that that I, kind of is he's getting into the territory of sex. But Just, sex, I always thought, I don't know, maybe I felt that his dad or his stepdad or somebody, you know, could be talking to him about it. I knew he wouldn't be comfortable. Okay. You so know, you kind of like felt you. it out. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like me who just like, <laughs> as soon as I see they're uncomfortable, I'll go <laughs> even further. <laughs> oh, you're not comfortable? Well, let's dig a little deeper then. I did. I think I've asked him in the past. So, cause I did find condoms in his room and, you know, cream. So he never had to come to you and was like, mom, I broke my dick or something. I'm in the hospital. Yeah, or so it happened to Cam. <laughs> no, he never had to. <laughs> oh, that's good. So if he did, I don't know. But you, you do have, he has men in his life that he could go to as well. For Do you think he does go to them? No, I don't <laughs> think. Do you? I don't think. I think I most know. of the guys. I mean, I, I have my friends, you know. talk about it like women do. I have my friends who I will, like I will go to that, you know, I can talk to about sex and stuff like that. Um, I think mainly friends. I don't I don't have a lot of what do you older male. What are you I've had friends who have taught me like different masturbation techniques oh, that I've never even thought of. It was an awkward conversation when we <laughs> I was going to say that had to it be was. very awkward. Who the even hell just is teaching you masturbation it. techniques? I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> oh my but, god! I mean, there are different ways to masturbate that I wasn't even aware of. All right. I, I think. I mean, even little kids, they don't. They, some of them learn by like rubbing a pillow against it. Other people are like using water to. A lot of people are, you know, a lot of people we've talked to don't even know how to masturbate. You have to get taught like later in life. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Okay. So, so, all right. Yes. Let's circle back. Okay. Okay. So we were talking about how you don't have this conversation with your son, but you do have it with your daughter. Um, And for you, where are you at now sexually, romantically? Like what is, what's going on in your life? Roxanne is celibate. Hardly. Where am I? Um, I'm. Um, how do I? I'm involved, I guess, with somebody sexually. And did it take a while two to get people. to um, two being involved? Two people. Two people is not. A, you know what? I don't like that. Two people. Is it on the same day? Here's what. Here's here's my issue with dating now at this stage in life. Okay, seriously, how do you get involved with more than one person physically? Well, why would very, it, does it have to do with age or just, is that no, something else? I think in general, how do you, I'm a relationship person by nature, believe it or not. So believe it or not, believe it or not, seriously. So when you're involved, how do you be involved? How do you sexually be involved with two people? I, not it that, I'm not talking about me. at the same time. <laughs> I'm talking about in general. Well, is it because you're, um, you're, basically a monogamous person you're a serial monogamous right as opposed to being polyamorous who a lot of people and there are people that are able to love whoever they're with at, at whatever time i, mean, I, I think you have to be person. extremely open with but at least for me i would have to be extremely open with both people to be aware hey i am seeing someone else and you know I'm, i've had some feelings i feel differently about you and this is how i feel about you but yeah would you not feel comfortable sharing that information with i've that person? shared it with one. Oh, and yes. how did, how did you respond wonderful easy because we have an we talk about everything you can't you find that you can't talk about everything with everybody isn't it amazing it's um, mm-hmm. it really is uh, it, what is it that prevents you from being able to share all this openness with the, the other person the way they react of to course us. exactly it has nothing to do with me no yeah. i'm an open book i'll share anything right? yeah. you want to know i'll tell you <laughs> yeah. how would you feel if if the guy says to you actually i'm seeing you and another woman um if a guy it, well, it's funny that you say that because one guy that I started to see I kn- is non-committable, non-committable as he puts it. Okay, so with that said, I said, as long as you're seeing other women, I'm not going to be with you. Mm. So there, I didn't want that. Okay. Yeah. And at least you were both on the same page. Yes. Except exactly. that you're seeing two people at the same time right now. No, well, I'm, it happened one time and then okay. I was uncomfortable with it. What is the fear? I had about? to pick. Wait, what was that? I had to decide. I couldn't. I couldn't. I w- All right. So a couple weeks ago, I went out one night with one guy and one night with the other, both of whom I've been seeing for a little while. And then I spent the night with 
one and then spent the next night with the other. Uh-huh. Oh, girl. Yeah, right. And that was really, <laughs> but I didn't like that. I didn't like it. What What didn't you like about it? I didn't, because I can't, how do you get in, because I'm an emotional person, I like getting involved with somebody and I wasn't comfortable being emotionally involved. You felt this Physically honest. involved. Right. One, one guy knew and the other one didn't. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Did the first one know or the second one? The second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, w- I was able to do this when I was single. There we go. I, I, I was very that. able to, I was, I don't know why I was able to do this because I wasn't thinking of any of them in terms of a relationship, which is the opposite of what you're looking for. Okay, so what, I was looking just... for just companionships and sex. So I would able to, I'd have one guy come over one night, have sex with him, have a great time, see it in a couple months. And the next day I had someone else come over. See, that's what I've, you, <laughs> you know what little it's little whore mother. You little whore mother. But that's but he, actually how it's supposed to be, I think. It, when I, you know, that's what I needed. When, yeah. you know, my husband had just passed away. I was done grieving. I was out for adventure. I wasn't out for a relationship. Hey, why not? And and one guy said to me once, because I'm like, I can't have sex with you. I, you know, I barely know you. He's like, why aren't people just chill about sex? And I thought to myself, why aren't I chill about sex? Exactly. I'm so, not chill about sex, mainly because you get diseases from sex. You can get, people can be on the same, uh, on very different pages. I guess you can have that conversation. You can have the conversation. You can have all the conversation. You can make sure that the person's being honest with you when they talk about disease and stuff like that. Well, I know that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find out if they're having sex with other people. So it, and so it makes it that takes that all you know off the table. If I know that they're not having sex with somebody else and I'm the only person, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, but I'm still not comfortable. Then why am I with two people? What if, sometimes I just wonder what the heck I'm looking for. This is a good question. There you go. And I think it varies with the person that you're with. I mean, maybe you could see this person as just being a great lover. Oh, and, I like this perspective. Yeah. And you know, because I, I had this another situation happen where I, I was so turned on to this guy, but I knew he was a complete asshole. And, and I'm like, why am I with him? Because he fucking turns me on. That's why. Oh, wow. I think it's interesting when people say, what are you looking for? It might not be... It like a general. Oh, this is where I'm at in life. I guess it could be. I'm look. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking to settle down. I'm looking for this. But sometimes you're kind of just open, and you're like, I'm looking for whatever I'm feeling with this person. Right. This right. is a very interesting perspective. But I would deliberately choose non-available people, like guys that were much much younger than me, not like 10, 15 years. We're talking like twenty years, specifically when I first became single, because I did not want to be. You know, if it, if it's that big of an age difference, there's you know we can be like great lovers and friends, but we knew ultimately this is not going to be our next what, down the road, right in the sunset guy. Was it weird that you were dating people that were almost my age? They weren't though, because they twenty went, years younger than you. We have a thirty year difference over here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure about the ages at that point. Maybe they were fifteen years younger. I don't know. I, I'm just saying that it was a, they were significantly less mature than me in a different place in life for sure like some of the guys and there was, was a purposeful choice yeah purposeful choice of guys that i knew one day they want to get married and have kids and yeah. i knew one day i was not going to get married and have kids so it was a good so you knew it was only going to be a few weeks or whatever which is why about. i like the what if they liked you and kept coming back they did. i'm sure they did every single right. time why wouldn't they i had a guy one time i called him my one night stand until he came back two nights three nights four <laughs> nights and then i was like okay well that's not gonna stick no I, I, you're I, seven nights I, I liked it i like the not that's what i like about the cougar club relationship i, I like the non-committedness of the whole thing where you can just hey i'll see you when I, around you don't have to say i'll see you next week or that you don't have to date and then you get a call in about two or three weeks hey you want to get together sure and then you get together the only thing is mutual respect of each other's time don't blow each other off and that's it and we'd like to take a quick second to thank our sponsor care of Ooh, i love care of care of is a personalized vitamin subscription service that my mother and i both love to pieces oh we do well so here's here's the issue you don't know what kind of vitamins to take I have no clue. So what do you do? Well, I, I'll tell you, I don't go to one of those vitamin stores because I get completely overwhelmed and I just start taking vitamins that end up causing some erectile issues. <laughs> what I tell you I will do is I go to takecareof.com. I take a five-minute survey. They tell me exactly what my diet lacks and then they send me little packets of personalized vitamins. And then what I love about it is normally I, I'm running out of... 
all the vitamins that I need. Yeah. I need like 10 every day. <laughs> and then when I do have them, I forget to take them with food. So I, what I tend to do is I put them in my pocket oh. and, and with just loosely in my pocket. So one time I took the whole, I take them all at once. So I take the whole bunch of them out of my pocket and I think I swallowed a lint ball at the same time. So you what, ate a lint ball? Yes. No. So, so what Care Of does is they make individual packets with my name on it, with a little quote or saying of the day, and then inside are my little vitamins that I take in every day without having to worry about lint balls. I, <laughs> without having to worry about lint balls, as we all do. So guess what, our special lovely listener? They are offering you a special deal. Is it a 50% off the first month deal? Yes, for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code MOM50, M-O-M-5-0. Get healthy, baby. Well, you weren't looking for anything. So exactly. are, you, are, you, are you in this, in an open place like that or are you looking for something particular right now? I'm, you know what? I th- I'm looking for something particular. I'm looking for a relationship. I she's, like relationships. Roxanne is a relationship there, girl. I could tell you that. There was a period of time right before, um, a couple years ago where I was involved with a, I met a married man. I'm not proud to say that, but anyway, it, it was strictly sexual and we, and well, I should take that back. It became very emotional. We became best friends. Oh, wow. Really great friends. It was, but was we were the open? only two people that knew what was going on. Holy no one knew. shit. And we'd see each other every week. But I wanted nothing more. I wanted absolutely nothing more. There was, there wasn't, I wasn't one of those women that wanted to ruin anything in his life. We both were going through midlife crises at the same time. Oh, wow. He was, um, I think he's 10 or 11 years younger than me. And handsome. So very good looking. So he had just turned 50. So I think that was his crisis. And mine, I had had back like a really bad breakup. So I didn't want to get involved with anybody either. And we just happened to, um, it was weird how we met. We, We connected on LinkedIn. What I came across, I know of Get all the things. Fuck I know, out. No. I came across as somebody he should connect with, and aka he was attracted to. Yeah, but he had seen me. This is really weird. We had seen each other five years before that at different places in the suburbs where we lived, and both of us remembered seeing each other. Oh, interesting. So when he connected oh, wow. with me, Roxanne is uh, unforgettable. Thank you. You're so sweet. Well, you're yeah. So are you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're very unique. There's some people that can kind of blend in with the crowd, not not Roxanne. Did he just see you or did you guys have a conversation? Well, I had a conversation with him. Okay. So that yeah. which is very interesting too, because most people don't. So we ended up seriously, right? Who sits down at a coffee shop and talks about it? Yeah. You. I did. So because I didn't want you to sit down with him or vice versa. I sat down with him while I didn't want to I didn't want him to ruin his life. So we, I felt the need to talk to him about if we moved into a sexual relationship, what it could do to him. The first time you I met? I have no idea why I did this. The first time you met? First time I met him. How did you know he was even, how did you know anything about him? Because when he connected with me on LinkedIn, we started up writing each other. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I need to, I, I'm getting confused okay. with the chronology. Right. Chron- right. So you so met him met, once? And we met, we connected on LinkedIn. It was just, so LinkedIn was the first connection. First connection. So then how did you see each other at one point? We didn't Wait, you see. You said five years before that you had seen each other. We saw each other five years before that. Never met. Just saw each other just at a you, bar. Oh, I saw him at. This is the question. Wait, yeah. I saw him. Oh, wow. You want to know what? I saw him at Starbucks with with his wife and they were and riding their bikes and I remembered him because I thought they were such a pretty couple. Oh, wow. And what a gorgeous man. And he saw me at a local bar and asked his friend who I was. Wow. Same time period. So there's Five some years chemistry previous. going on. Never saw each other or talked to each other. Never saw each other or talked to each other again until we, I appeared on LinkedIn. It's a small And then he world was like, I should reach out to her because so I was he attracted out, to her. We started talking. We started texting or writing on LinkedIn until his HR person said, okay, you can't use this anymore. This is, this is not Tinder. Right. <laughs> and it went on for about, he was going out of town. So it went on for about four or five weeks of communicating till we met in person. Uh-huh. And we met at a coffee shop. And uh, I said, I was very open about, that, about it. And I said, you can, you know, this could ruin your life. You, 
if we if we go there sexually it might be hard for you to re-enter Holy your home shit. so you have to weigh all the options before you do this i don't know why i felt this connection to him that i and i never really felt before that i just didn't want anything to screw up his life wow it's very generous actually. i know wasn't that yeah, yeah yeah so that's what so, really what the relationship was all about and then what was the next step so he's like no i want to screw up my yeah life. <laughs> <laughs> no we don't want to have sex we can do this so we made plans and he came over and that was it i mean and then we just started once a week twice a week he would come over to my apartment and would be like our you know our thing and what did you tell me at the time like he he had never met someone like you we if we felt like we were in college oh wow yeah it's, is what it felt like you what know? what what is how would you describe that um just um very easy very open no um no tension no stress no anything it was one of those things where for an hour and a half out of the day the two of us would were just in our own world wow. and my apartment was i don't want to subscribe because yeah, yeah. i don't want anyone to know who i am so anyway but it was amazing it was wow. really an, an unbelievable experience and um we became really really good friends and so did it end um it ended because I left town. I went somewhere else. Okay. So it ended. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Did you feel any remorse about him doing this to his wife? I know. No. No. <laughs> I love I told you she's an honest girl. I know. But see, if, I, mean, it's, I know because choice, you know what? You know? Whenever you read all of these uh, like sayings now that they're all plastered all over Instagram and everything, one, you know, it's always, you know, would don't do to somebody what you wouldn't want them to do to you. Mm -hmm. um, I had hoped, here's what I had hoped, and I'd said this to him one time. I said, because there were a couple times where during it I tried to break it off. Because at first, uh, when he would go home, he would keep staying in touch with me, you know, texting, whatever, and I'd say, you can't do this. Because, you know, it's going to screw up your home time. And it did. So we had to stop that. And a couple times... I tried to break it off for his sake, and um, I'm babbling, and I forgot what no, I was saying. No, I'm pretty. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Um, you, you, you oh, to break his it wife. I so I said that I had hoped that whatever. Okay, his wife never gave him a blowjob. They were married for I don't know twenty five years. Nothing. It was, and he. She was just not into it. Well, I didn't, you know what? I didn't really ask yeah. because I felt that that was an invasion of her privacy. When you say yeah. didn't give a blowjob, didn't didn't suck his dick she at all? She never sucked his dick. During the sex? Whole, the nothing. whole time they've been together. Now, I'm not talking about a straight out, just solo blowjob. I'm saying exactly. during sex, she never went down on him? Right. But Did, he Was he going down on her? Uh, I think that she, uh, I don't think she wanted him to. Again, I didn't want to cross the boundaries i didn't want to start talking about his wife because i didn't i felt that oh, was a big isn't that funny killer. i'm sleeping with her wait i'm sleeping <laughs> with her husband i'm having sex with her husband but i don't want to be disrespectful oh that makes sense but that's how i felt conversation wise so i had hoped that whatever he and i did together he was a would be able to bring home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so she was a, a sex therapist without there, there was a book one time that i read called the secret affair and it listed, I don't know, five, let's say for argument's sake, five different reasons why people have affairs. And one of them said that when people, a lot of times when people have affairs, it actually makes their relationship better at home hmm. they, with their that spouse. Is, that, there is something. that was my hope here. It I definitely don't, yeah, spices, why I became a it, sex therapist. I, it, it definitely spices things up. I don't necessarily know that if that might, but it could, who knows? I mean, I know people who married couples who, that one of them had an affair and, and they're stronger than ever now. So, you know, it's... It, it, oh, right. She, I do too. Anything yeah. can happen. Did she ever find out? No. Wow. She never found out. Not the no. This is so fascinating from your perspective. Like, it As was his woman. decision. You know, like, he, you even told him straight up, like, that you, it's you you could be ruining your life right now if you want to proceed. Right. I'm, I'm into this, but it's your decision. So but, I think uh, in the long run, it enhanced his life. And I think, wow. and it did mine too. So for that whole year that we were together, uh, I could, I was working, um, oh I was dating. I didn't feel the urge to have um, 
a relationship with somebody, a monogamous relationship. My, I was being satisfied sexually, which was great. So it was easier for me to be, when I would go out with guys to just become friends and do what I wanted to do and, you know, get to know people. Yeah. Yeah. It took that pressure off. And I think for him, it gave him a, um, it gave him a sense of, of being again, you know? Yeah. Like I said, he turned 50 and I think that that was tough for him. And I think that this relationship made him feel, you know, manly again. Like, well, that's yeah. Esther Perel's always saying yeah. that it's not people don't people cheat for different reasons. And it, yeah, it, didn't, it sounds like it was not at all about the wife in and this it, situation. It's about his, no. It, it wasn't it, like he was dissatisfied with her. It right. was just that he probably wanted to feel young again. He, he probably wanted, wanted to, that feeling in college. And there were things that he didn't have that he wanted. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, exactly. And I'm not condoning it. But you're um, just expressing what you think happened. Yeah. So this is an interesting idea, by the way, of whether head should be part or like. I, I guess it's probably everyone has their own opinion on this, like whether it's a very vital part of sex, whether going down on someone is critical. You know, it's funny you say that because somebody recently asked me that. I forget what he said to me, a guy, friend of mine, what I what he, he was asking women what they thought was more intimate. Um, somebody going down on them or somebody go, or them going down on somebody. And I said that I find that a blowjob or sucking, I find that sucking a guy's dick is so intimate because a woman, I find as a woman that I really, if I'm really into you, I mean like that, that's like you, the, the, the physical part of what it does to a guy is amazing if you feel very powerful yeah yeah I, well it's so, not even power yeah you feel powerful but you also i know i'm giving so much pleasure that's what i mean that's yeah your, the power it's is in your amazing hand. are and, you comparing that to receiving like yeah. when a guy goes down on you yeah well i think you know what it's i think it's i don't know if i which one i would pick first because if, <laughs> I'll okay. tell you what I'd pick first in a heartbeat. I think if a guy, <laughs> I know, well, if a guy goes down on me, that's very, you know what, it's very easy if you, if even if you're not into this guy, if you take your head, like for me, if I take my mind yeah. off of the person, about George and I, all I think about is having an orgasm, and it, you know, it's a no-brainer. If a guy goes down on me, I'm going to come. But for me to go down on a guy and really get into it, it's re I find that very intimate. And like, I really got to be into you. I always thought I was talking to some other people about this as well. But would as a woman, say you had to be, say your job was a prostitute, would you rather? I don't. I still don't get why blowjobs are less less money than having. I sex. know. I would want to give a blowjob. I'd if easily I were a prostitute. Hey, just go to go. You'd rather and, you'd rather have sex and yeah. or, like, or you'd whack have penetration. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or a hand job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have sex and then and be able because as much as I love sex, I could if I were a prostitute, I could take my mind off of who I was with and just think, oh, OK, yeah, you know, whatever, you yeah. know, just let them do the work. Calm, yeah. whatever. It, it might be related to the fact that all of your sensory inputs are or you have a lot more in your head yeah. than you do in your crotch. So like, and you got liquid going, spurting into your mouth. Yeah, a, it it's looks, such a like a sensory overload. I guess when when going down on someone because you're like, whoa, I'm face to face with their genitals right yeah. now. Whereas right. if you're just fucking someone, like with penetration, you can kind of you're right. It, close you your could, eyes. You and, close your eyes, and that person's kind of away. They're like two feet away from you almost. You Plus, look, yeah. When you think about the pleasure, when you if you listen to a guy, okay. So if you're intimate with a guy. And you are, uh, if you're whether you're making out, okay, and then you go down on a guy, or they go down on you, or you're having intercourse, the the most pleasure you can tell by the way they move, by the way the sounds that come out of their mouth is when you're down on them. Yeah. Oh, of without a doubt, that's the I. It's the most pleasurable thing you could do to a guy. Yeah, of course. So you, uh, for me, I really got to be into you. I'm to want to do that to make give you so much pleasure. And then it becomes more of like a, an erotic mindset as opposed to just like a physical experience. Exactly. Yeah, that's really yeah. wild. Yeah. 
Wow. So so then the, to go back to the question of whether it is essential for good sex or, or a relationship for you, what would you say? I'm sorry. For for a relationship, you'd expect this then. Yeah. I mean, with, could you be in a relationship with someone who wouldn't go down on you and you you weren't giving? Oh, no. So there we go. Back to that. Right. Yeah. So There's plenty of... Right. There, I have friends of mine that uh, will, they just do not want their guy going down. I remember like, my college oh, boyfriend not wanting, would say, oh, I'm not going to go down on you because you've already been with, you've been with another guy. I'm like, well, that was three years ago <laughs> when I was involved in that relation. Like my first boyfriend, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, or... I took a shower this morning. Yeah. Like, really? I know. And so let's talk about that. We were saying before we started this recording that you found, you know, for whatever reason, guys don't want to hear about your ex-partners. No. And I always like to hear. I, that's important to me. I want to know who I'm with. I want the whole, if you can remember every single person's name and tell me a little about them, I'm so curious. I like, I find you more fascinating. If you've had more partners, it means you've had experience and it means someone else found you desirable. I have no problem. And if a guy had a problem finding out that I slept with more than five guys or whatever, and they think I'm a whorish, well, that shows about them. I agree with you hundred percent. I think it's really cool when you talk about them, not necessarily with who the first person they were with, but who taught them, you know, when you get these guys that are them. really, really good, that really pay attention to you as a woman, somebody taught them. Yeah. Usually, you know, usually an older woman. And it's always neat to be able <laughs> to hear their stories. So I agree, but no, I found lately and it's odd because, you know, it's just, you would think, you would think that with that when people get older, they'd be more open and they become less open. And you, you and found more, the guys are more and more closed closed. and they don't want to hear it. And I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. I, you think I had no past? Right. And But they'll talk a little, they'll talk about what they went through. Only, but they don't even offer that up that Isn't it usually either. a complaint? Oh, my wife just stopped having sex with me. Or, oh, she wouldn't give me a head. Or, you know, she wasn't ever in the mood. Do you find that hearing about the other person's past experiences is arousing? No. I do. Sometimes. You do? Yeah. I, I've heard that from people as well. I love that. Are you kidding me? I'm like, tell me more. Yeah, I'm not the same way either. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I'm more interested in when like we're analyzing it like, oh, this is your experience. This is my experience, you know, but it, it does not turn me on in the slightest. I love it. See, well, and I, I, don't think, like, I don't think I get jealous either. I, no, I, I don't I, get jealous. I like to hear it because it, I, I like to get to know people. So when you share stories of your life, it's how I get to know you. So that's why you do like it. That's why I like it. Yeah. 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 But it, it, but it's, it sounds like for mom, it's something different where it's actually erotic. Right. It is. So why is it erotic? I don't know. Same reason I like fantasizing, but anybody, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like fantasizing who my boyfriend with another woman. That, that's, that's erotic to me. Do you fantasize about your boyfriend with another woman? In, when he's telling me stories about his past, which he really doesn't even like to do. I'm like, come on, just give me one nugget. Tell me wow. something. Wow. I yeah, I, hmm. I think this, I, I like it. I, I, I want to know why some people are turned on by that and why some people, it's a big turn off. It would be a turn off I think off it's for any me. kink. It's like anybody that's into like, why do I like you know, I know. walking around naked in front of the treasury building? Why <laughs> Why did Roxanne want to take her clothes off in front of the, uh, the whole pool? I mean, it's just whatever you like to do. Some people get into that. I like to hear stories and fantasize. I like role playing. I like all that stuff. Although I do t will tell you guys do like to hear stories about threesomes. Oh, well, tell us. With women, Speaking though. Not, with two, not if a woman have was with two guys. Have you had a threesome, Roxanne? Uh, yes, I have. Do with, tell. Yeah, what's going on there? I already told you. <laughs> I have not heard. <laughs> yeah. Roxanne, um, It's been a while. You know, it's been a long time. But it's like what you, it's so fun to hear about it. Do but you, it was fun. It was with my best friend, so it was even more fun. Um... And it's so funny because we're still best friends. That's and we a just woman laugh or? about it. A woman. Yeah. I'm not into two guys. So it was two women. It was two women and a guy. And actually, oh, for okay. the most part, we didn't pay much attention the first time to the guy. It was more about us. So it was a repeated experience. And then the second time, yeah, then another time it was with this really hot guy. So uh -huh. how did you end up in that situation? Good question. Uh, it just went there. It wasn't even. Were you really, like out at a bar or somewhere with this woman, and then suddenly one the one time we were we were we were at a restaurant the three of us and we just went somewhere, um, 
we went to did you randomly pick up this guy no 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 oh, it was uh-uh. a friend of yours as well yeah yeah but the interesting thing is so we went back to a place we went somewhere i think we were, were we playing cards or strip poker or something and one thing led to another and we just we were all drinking and got wasted and and then you know had a threesome <laughs> um the next time he wanted to we didn't want to we were not we were like nah we've been there done that oh interesting and that was it and yeah. then the second time how did you find the really hot guy Oh, that was him. The first one oh, was okay. my um, was a guy that we both knew. Gotcha. We went away together. Did uh, the alcohol need to be involved? I don't know. You know what? Probably at the time, but I mean, if I I have to tell you that in the recent years, the best sex that I have is sober sex. Oh, without a 100%. doubt, hundred percent for 100%. me. Wait, wait, wait. Without weed. Without weed, without drugs, without booze. Oh, yeah. I like weed. So I'm not saying I don't like weed, but she I'm likes saying weed. that she it's unbelievable. It. Because when we're young, like your age, when you're young, you always think everything revolves around drinking well, or that's partying. Like, that's or because... Back in the day when I grew up with Quaaludes, where everybody oh. was you know, popping ludes and, getting, and having sex with each other. I've been talking about that on the podcast frequently. Yeah, have you? Oh, yeah. She fucking loves them. Loves them. Oh, she's in my decade. Yeah, I, I love. Them. I I think for people my age, it, it and especially you know when you're in college, drinking is such a critical part of even being in the mindset of being able to be vulnerable with someone else and right. to have sex with Lessen them. Lessen the inhibitions. It lessens the inhibitions. It kind of allows you like a pass to kind of act, uh, like kind of uh, outside your comfort zone. Outside your comfort zone. So, I don't. Th- I think it, in my experience though having sober sex is so much more i get so much more sensitive and i'm so much more present than right, if i were exactly out, you know exactly if I, if I were fucked up at all right i think of sex it needs to be a certain level of relaxation which is why i typically don't like morning sex um and i i think i'm more about the the ambiance and then this the relaxed nature and my most relaxing time is if i take one hit of weed <laughs> And not just to relax me because it heightens my sensitivity in all areas of my body, just smell, to taste, to to feel everything. And I think that's why I like that added bonus. It's just, do you have do you have weed every time you have sex? Lately, yes. Just I'll take one little hit. And is D smoking with you, or no. is this a solo experience? It's a solo experience. I couldn't even imagine having uh, being on completely different pages. I mean, it, it, I guess in ten years into a relationship, I could do. I could yeah. imagine this. But for me, being with someone who I'm just getting to know, and I'm a little fucked up, and they're sober, would be completely out of me. Out of, me, a little fucked up, and D's normal is about the same. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne knows D's. <laughs> that is hilarious. We are coming up on time over here. No believe way. it or not. Oh, man. Yeah. We didn't even get to some of the good stories. That's okay. I'll come back. Well, we uh, can keep recording a little bit longer for our, for our patrons. So oh, if you want to you hear, hear more the from real Roxanne and hear dirt. some more fun details, uh sign on to Patreon, patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. We'll post some stuff there. I wanted to end uh, with we a didn't few even do the rapid, rapid fire, fire questions. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want? Are you down to do a little rapid fire question? Sure. Okay. Go for it. So we'll just well, we got like I don't know, twelve questions here that we'll ask really quickly, and you can give us a quick it, response. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How did you learn about sex growing up? How did I learn about sex growing up? Probably oh, girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. In three words, how would you describe the first time you had sex? He was huge. <laughs> No way! That was one of the best answers I think we've ever gotten. You, did you know he was that big growing going into it? No, growing into it. No, and <laughs> you know what's so funny? Because I really would love to ask him now: Is he really that big? He was huge, huge. Or maybe, he, maybe <laughs> he, it just seemed that way. Yeah, you find out now. It was huge. just because your first time. I mean, how old were you? We were, I think, seventeen. So seventeen. 18. Maybe was it well, painful? That, or, oh, he was huge. But maybe he wasn't huge. I think maybe. soft, it went down to his knee. I swear to God, oh, he was, he was huge. Yeah, he was huge. I see that sometimes at the Korean spa. I'm like, how is this person? How are we even the same species? <laughs> okay. T- uh, tell us about your most memorable sex, ex- sex experience. Or whatever just flashed before your eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> a big smile. My, too. Yeah, really. Um, uh, my most memorable was with the guy that I was uh, just recently broke up with a few months ago. And we would have, we'd have sex everywhere, all over the house. <laughs> Every, and, 
Every, in front of mirror, and it, w- it would just be whatever would come to his mind. We would go there. So yeah, oh, wow. I would have to say my most memorable. Were you contributing in that as well? Or Absolutely. Was it, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what is the number one thing that turns you on? Kissing. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! With a good kisser. Yep. Whoa! I, I'm, I'm agreeing with her. And for me, it does nothing. <laughs> I, I, very rarely. Maybe you haven't been with a good kisser. No, I was with Love one person where I felt like my whole body was doing weird things. But oh, other than that. It kind of is like I could kiss a wall. It's the same. It's a similar experience. Okay, what is your greatest asset in the bedroom? Uh, my inhibition or lack thereof. Oh, that's pretty or cool. Lack yeah, that's a great that response. Inhibited. Yeah, that is a very interesting Thank response. You. Inhibition. No inhibitions. And I think people can pick that up. Like they're like, yeah. oh, you know, I can kind of be myself around this person mm-hmm. because they're not right. putting up exactly walls. Okay. How do you choose who to have sex with? Uh, I've got, I, you know what? I've got to really be into you. I have to be attracted to you and I have to want to be with you. The, is it mental or physical or both? Um, it used to be physical, more physical. Now it's more mental, without a doubt. The next question, a lot of people choose to pass on. So feel free to okay. pass. Can't why are you leaving like that? Well, because I'm, I'm wondering even to even <laughs> asking this. No, question. I don't like anal. How many? <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> That's later in the list. How, this one is: How many people have you slept with? Oh shit! Don't I have no clue. Oh, wow. <laughs> good answer. Um, do you identify with a specific sexual orientation? As in, am I into guys or women? Heterosexual, bisexual, pansexual. No, I'm heterosexual. Uh, is there anything you haven't tried? Um, that you'd like to try? No. <laughs> and then, no. what is your preference when it comes to anal? <laughs> Look at that. I don't. I don't like. I love. I love to have my ass played with, but I'm not into anal sex. I think this is most people's response, yeah. actually. Yeah, it is. Although it's becoming more and more popular, so who knows? Yeah. yeah. How does? How often do you watch porn, and what's your opinion on it? I don't watch porn anymore. I haven't watched porn in a long time. Um, my opinion. I don't need porn to get turned on. It's probably why I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I l- used to love watching Cinemax, and I loved watching Ed Powers. Have you know Ed? Mm-mm. He used to do interviews, so he would take girls before Vivid, before they went to Vivid, and he would do interviews with them and get them to do things. Like which casting was, couch. She likes the same thing. Uh, Dirty like. debutantes. He had a whole See? like oh, hundreds of series of them. Because I so love you get that to know stuff. them. He, he, he's just like interviewing them, and suddenly they're fucking. Exactly. See, this right. is exactly what I like. That's what I like. Go so on, it's all go the on mental like thing. Pornhub yeah. or one of those, and check out casting couch. Okay. When was the last time you had sex? Um, last time I had sex, let's see. Well, I've been traveling. So I left probably, I left town a week ago, so a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or has a child walked in on you having sex or vice my, versa? Yeah, my daughter walked in on me was and my awkward? boyfriend. Uh, yeah, she just brought it up the other day. What well, happened? Wait, wow, um, wait, how long ago was this? Oh God, she was young, so it was. It had to have been ten years or more ago, and my son heard us through the <laughs> vents. <laughs> and you yeah, found that, that out. That yeah. was how awful. Did your daughter respond? We just said, um, I don't even remember. She kind of walked in and we pulled the, you know, blankets over <laughs> us the and frantic. said, go out. Yeah. yeah. But she brought it up the other day. It was kind of funny. I don't. That's awesome. Yeah. It didn't seem to scar. And did a parent ever walk in on you having sex? No. Or vice versa? Did you walk did in my, I never walked in on my parents. Okay. No. And what is the biggest red flag for you? Biggest red flag for me? Jesus. That's hard because I'm, you know, I'm so liberal that I'm, you know, I really give every people chances and chances. Well, when you say red flag, I think we're referring to like if you're looking for a man, what would be the biggest red flag? This is your question, by the way. What would be the biggest red flag? Like what would be something that you'd say no? Oh, I think, oh, no would be if I found out that he ever abused anybody. I would never. Oh, interesting. No way. Yeah. And then that makes a lot of sense. Tell us about a time when you felt intimate with someone but didn't necessarily have sex. If there's ever been a time. Oh, <laughs> no, actually, I have. Um, I have a guy best friend, and we've been so intimate 
without sex that everybody thought we were having sex all the time. Wow. And we never did you even having kiss sex. or anything like that? We've kissed, yeah. So what what do you think is preventing the sex? We uh I for the longest time I think we felt that it would ruin our relationship if we did. Mm-hmm. And then finally about a year ago, and this had been going on for years and years, we were out one night with a group of people. I wonder if you were even there. Probably wasn't. Ah. I wasn't I. And um we were getting ready to leave the restaurant and he and I just looked at each other and went in the bathroom and we're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> if everybody already believes it, let's just do it. And oh, we had wow. sex in the bathroom. It was very oh, no cool. way. Yeah. So you yeah. ended up doing yeah. it. Yeah. So we then it's not it. a time See? when you felt right. intimate with someone. <laughs> no. But we were intimate for 10 years Oh, wow. without it wow, before wow. we did. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's where we should end and start our Patreon only we're, chat, our Patreon select. We're going to talk about, you know, Having having relationships with someone. Can you just be friends? Harry and Sally. When yes. Harry met Sally, yes. We're going to jump on that. We have talked that. about that before, Roxanne, and we should definitely get on that one. Patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Roxanne, thank you so much for coming oh, on the show. thank you for having me. It's oh. been so much fun. This has been thank wonderful. You.